Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast, where we write short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. We're your hosts, Christina Kishwa and Cassie Soliday. Okay, Cassie. Yes. Last time, I dared you to write a story. You did. With the theme, The Big Storm. I don't know if you ended up using the mwah, 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 mwahs at the end. I used a similar sound, but for something else. I actually like the, the magnetic tape of a oh. VHS tape. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I used, right. I used yours as inspiration, but the big storm is still there. Perfect. <laughs> Which is good, because that was the dare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, so let's hear it, right? right? Yeah, let's just get right <laughs> into it. I'm going to tell mom. Her little sister pouts. But she just rolls her eyes and continues to watch The Little Mermaid. The VHS is worn out, and you can hear the flip-flip-flip of the magnetic tape as it runs through the inside of the VCR. Outside, it's lightly raining. You've watched this, like, a million zillion times already. I want to watch Monday Night Wrestling! You're too young to be watching stuff like that, she says. You're too old to be watching stuff like this! The little sister retorts before stomping off dramatically. Kara lies belly down on the living room couch with the remote in her hand under her cheek. She's getting paid absolutely nothing to babysit her little sister, Cody, unless you can count the perks of being the boss. Not only can she tell Cody when she needs to go to bed, but she can feed her rice-a-roni if she really wanted to, and if she only knew how to make it. As Kara's eyes are dead set on the TV screen, her mind is obsessed with all the boss things she can do. They race through her mind, take out the garbage, borrow sugar from the neighbor, do her homework, and maybe hers, though she probably doesn't know how to do sixth grade math yet. Hi, is my mom there? A voice quietly travels through the wall. Kara throws down the remote and races into the kitchen, one room over. My mom, is she there? Cody asks again. I want to watch Stone Cold. The phone makes her head look the size of a grapefruit in comparison. Mom's at work. She doesn't like when we call her at work. Kara grabs at the phone. Cody drops it. She whimpers as she runs off. The phone dangles on its springy cord, which is attached to the wall receiver. Kara picks up the phone and hangs it up. The phone rings. It's Mom. Kara, what's going on? Sorry, Mom. Cody is being stupid again. Kara's ears perk up as she hears tiny footsteps creep back towards the living room. Kara, I can't have you two calling all the time. We talked about this. But I didn't call you, Kara pouts and rushes to end the phone call. I left you in charge, so be in charge. Her mom sighs. I'll be home later than I expected, so please be in bed before 10, okay? Kara nods her head reluctantly. She can hear the VCR eject her movie. I can't hear your head nodding if it's nodding. Are you nodding your head? Yes. Okay. There's a storm warning out, too. So please tell Cody so she knows it's coming. You know how scared she gets when the thunder starts. Be a good big sister, okay? Kara nods her head and quickly says, yes, okay. Love you, Kara. 
See you in the morning. Bye, Mom. Kara hangs up the phone and stands there for a moment. She hears the television turn to wrestling. Cody, no! She races towards the living room. Cody is sitting on her knees in the middle of the floor, remote in her hands as she is in process of raising the volume. Kara comes soaring past the corner and takes a running jump to steal the remote back. She grabs hold of one side. No, Kara! Cody struggles to hold on to the other side as Kara stuffs her bare foot near her face. Your feet stink! You stink! Thunder crashes. Cody lets go of the remote to flee, causing Kara to fall backwards. She hits her head on the nearby coffee table. I'm telling mom! She yells, Cody! Cody? She rubs her head as she looks around for her little sister. She sits there for a moment to listen. Soft crying is heard from behind the sofa. Kara peeks underneath to see if she can see her. Cody's there. She's always there. Thunder crashes again. Her crying gets louder and more pathetic. (laughs) Kara falls over laughing. (laughs) It's not funny! She laughs harder. Kara, stop! Harder. Thunder crashes again. Only harder this time. The wind has picked up and the windows seem to vibrate. Kara stops her maniacal laughing for a moment to look out the window. The sky is red. In all of her single-digit years of being alive, she's never seen the sky that color. She takes a hesitant breath and then rolls her eyes. She goes back to the TV to start her movie again, pushing the VHS in. It gets spit back out. The TV turns off and the lights go out. It's quiet. The vibrating and humming from the wind hitting the sides of the trailer are at its highest volume now. Kara stands still for a moment. It's no longer raining and the thunder has stopped. She falls to the floor to look underneath the couch. Cody's no longer there. Kara races through the mobile home, ducking in and out of rooms. The back door is flipped wide open. She looks out past the back porch. The sky is a deeper red, and off in the distance, a thin funnel descends from the gray clouds. The outdoor cats who are hiding under the porch race past Kara to come in the house as she tries to shut the door. She finally manages and locks it. The door swings open again. She races back through the kitchen, down the hallway, to the living room. The front door is open, too. There's only one last room she can look in. There's only one last room she can look in, though their mom always told them it's the place she likes to be left alone in, her special safe place. Kara races in to find the mattress off of the bed. It's gone. She follows the disarray of linens and quilts to the master bathroom, where it's leaning up and over the bathtub. Kara... She hears a silent call as the whole foundation shakes and the wind screams. She runs over to the mattress and slips in at the side. Elsewhere in the house, glass is heard breaking. Cody keeps her eyes closed as she shouts Kara's name. The shouts sound like distant whispers, even though she's right next to her. Kara reaches one hand up to help hold onto the mattress and the other to hold onto Cody. Their tearful eyes meet. Cody, she says, but her voice can't be heard. They hold on to each other almost as tightly as they hold on to the mattress. Ta-da! Yay! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And her. (laughs) Cassie was pulling a invisible... What is that? It's like a collar. Yeah. Like an invisible collar because it's getting hot in here about to... It's fun! Face the music. 
but here. nah. Um, I thought it was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, you mentioned something earlier before we even started recording about it being based on a true story uh, with you and your brother. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, it was, like, the only time in my life I had ever seen, like, a red sky. And so when you were, like, right about a big storm, it's, like, I couldn't get that visual out of my mind. And even though I didn't actually spend a lot of time in the story on that, like, visually in my mind, I see it, like, in all the windows. But, um, yeah, it was based off that. And we live in southern Illinois, and that's kind of, like, at the tail end of Tornado Alley. Like, I've been told as a young kid. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) But yeah, it was very terrifying. Every time we'd have a tornado warning or, like, a tornado would touch down nearby. Like, we were extremely lucky. Like, our neighbor in this storm that that I'm remembering for this story, like, our next door neighbor, like, half a mile down the road lost their barn because of this tornado that stepped down. So, I mean, it's really freaky. And especially as two little kids at home, Mm -hmm. like, their parents at work, it's scary, you know? Definitely. Was it like that where, like, the mom would be like, there's storm warnings. And then, like, who knows if it's gonna, like, level the entire street (laughs) but there's storm warnings like was it like that over there yeah i mean our mom would call us anytime there was a like a storm warning usually i think our dad didn't but like our mom would and in the story there's only a mom just to simplify it yeah 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 and uh originally the sister was a brother but then like i didn't want to do two voices because it probably would have got annoying so uh, since there is a lot of dialogue, I changed it to a sister, like, right before we started recording, just so the audience knows. Obviously, Christina, she you know. <laughs> I will attest. Yeah, so we edited it along the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was gonna be like, I was gonna ask you, like, before you said that, you'd be like, interesting choice to have the little sister, like, wrestling. Let's talk about that. But it's because it was a boy. <laughs> yeah, but, but actually, I can't, like... I actually kind of forgot that when we made the decision to, like, have yeah. it be a sister so you could do the voice. And I'm, like, really happy with that. No, that was, like, a happy accident. She and sounds like a goofy kid, this Cody. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. A little sister named Cody. That's perfect. Little I love sister that. named Cody who loves televised wrestling. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, baby. Yes. Like. Monday Night Raw, that's what she wants. And did you want it to have a sense of, like, the 90s? Yes, that's actually why I chose wrestling, and although my brother, he was not a wrestling kid, like, that was something I put on it. Little Mermaid was definitely something that I forced him to watch over and over again, right. for sure, like, every Disney movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I chose wrestling specifically to, to place it in the 90s specifically the early 90s but i think wrestling went like all like all through the 90s um but generally like you get the 90s feel definitely no i did for sure just like the idea of two little kids one wants to watch wrestling one is watching a vhs of the little mermaid and they're in like i don't know why the mobile home also gave me the 90s feel but it definitely (laughs) did but yeah, I was definitely feeling the 90s fantasy for sure. So nice. you set up like the aesthetic and everything really well for that. Yeah, um, 
Is there something about sibling relationships in particular that you wanted, that you're interested in or that you wanted to kind of showcase in this story? Yeah, I mean, because, like, having two siblings yourself, I have one sibling. Three. Oh, three. What? You and three other kids? Three. Oh, yes. I guess I've only met your brother and sister. I was the oldest of three. Wait. I mean, four. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that I was right. <laughs> it's your life. You know best. <laughs> Do I? It seems uh, not. <laughs> but, um, you know, you bicker and bicker, especially when you're younger. Definitely. And then, like, but you truly love each other. And, of course, you, like, you bicker out of love. I don't know. Because when you're a kid, it could get really, like, hairy, like, with each other. Like. Yeah. It's, it, like, one of those things, like, you hate them until... The moment where you need to, like, protect them or, like, there's a loyalty there that is just, like, ingrained um, in you. And I never liked my siblings growing up. Because <laughs> I, I was the oldest, so I always thought of them as, like, mistakes. And I was meant to be an only child, and so I lived my life that way. Unfortunately That's for my mom. Amazing. <laughs> Who wanted me to be, like, the second mom, obviously, because I was the oldest. But I was, like, yeah, I was, like, such a princess. But now that we're adults, it's, like, that camaraderie and that, um... Because when I was little, like, I would, like, I didn't want anything to do with them. But obviously, if, like, I needed to, like, protect them, I would in an extreme, like, circumstance. But, like, now I feel like that's blossomed into just friendship and camaraderie. Um, cause now like they're some of my best friends. So it's interesting how that worked out. But yeah, like I think your story rings true for a lot of siblings, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I definitely remember cause like the end was pretty real. Like m- my brother and I would like fight a lot, but like we didn't have a specific fight like this, but I'm pretty sure I did put my foot in his face a few times. Sure. At least a few, but like. That's one thing that we learned for, like, you know, to protect ourselves from in tornadoes was to, yeah, get a mattress and pull it over the bathtub mm. and just hang on to it. Because it could fly away, and you also don't want anything large hitting yeah. you. Yeah. And so the mattress kind of, like, just shelters you. Insanity. I grew up um, in not country with <laughs> hurricanes or storms. I was a West Coast kid, uh-huh. so... I don't have that. It's so scary. You have earthquakes. <laughs> I guess. Which are like kind of equally scary in my opinion. Sure, but earthquakes don't happen for sure every year. You know what I mean? That's fair. And, and tornadoes don't really. Like there's lighter seasons, I think. But they're not as... Like tornadoes are way more common than an earthquake, I think. Like oh, a large scale earthquake. You know what I mean? Yeah, like correct. a earthquake that would be equal to this storm that you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But... I don't, I don't feel like I captured the experience of what it's like to be in a trailer, like a mobile home. Because, mm-hmm. like, the, these places don't typically have solid foundations like a house does. I was going to say, like, where does... Okay. Were you in a mobile home? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. For me, I'm like, if you live in hurricane country, like, where do you get off? Living in a home that is literally made to move. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> well, mobile home as in trailer. So, like, we weren't in a trailer park or anything. It was just, like, right. a trailer on a hill in a very rural area of southern Illinois. And I think because, like, maybe Oklahoma, because Oklahoma's, like, in it, right? So I'm sure they have better codes and, like, they kind of plan ahead better for tornadoes since they get hit more often. But, like... You like, would hope. You would hope for sure. But, like, Southern Illinois, like, it doesn't... I feel like we had quite a few, but I also feel like probably in the big picture, not as many as a place, like, like sure. in the real deep Midwest. Right. Yeah. And, like, to counter my own point just now. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> in San Francisco, everything, it's like they have a huge earthquake and then they just build on top of the rubble. Not any better. Or, like, any, like, everything's still going to crumble down as easy as it did in 1906. Mm-hmm. So, it's just like we never learned, I guess. Like, they're still building things on sticks over there and... Who knows if, like, the people in the mobile homes or whatever, or the mobile home builders are really planning for hurricanes and such. Wow. I had no idea that that's, that they don't, that they just keep building. Yeah, they essentially just keep building on top of everything. Wow. That needs to be a a theme someday. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Although that would be a really great theme to give you, I think... I want to do something a little bit more dramatic. Okay. <laughs> to keep in line with our, like... Yes. The feel of our lives. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Our lives. No, our lives are not this. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I have a better theme. Okay. I dare you to write on the theme, the end of the world. Okay. Dare accepted. (laughs) Let's raise the stakes. Raise the stakes from the big storm to just the end. The end. Of all. What I was thinking about in that bathtub with my little brother in the 90s with the matches (laughs) over our heads. We're gonna die. This is the end of the world. Alright. That is your theme. (laughs) That's my theme. I am down for it. Alright. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Sometimes it's a jammy bit of jam, and sometimes it's a failure, but we have a first draft of a story we didn't have before. What will you write next? We dare you to write your own short story based on the theme, The Big Storm. Like this episode? Share it! Like us on social media, or write us a review on iTunes. It helps us reach more like-minded writers like you. Follow us on Facebook at Jammy's Bits of Jam Podcast and Twitter at Jammy's Bits. Jammy's Bits of Jam is produced by Christina Kishma and Cassie Soliday. Music by Grace Sai. Until next time, keep writing and embracing the most important thing you have, your voice. <laughs>